0: Tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison.
1: Hey, we've chugged our energy drinks and we're ready to give you a high energy, good time show here at Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that talks about all your favorite pop and geek culture stuff. I'm Cody. I'm Sam.
2: I'm tired. <laughs>
1: It's supposed to be high energy. I said high
2: energy at the start. Hey, my exhaustion is high energy.
1: <laughs> it's wrapped back
0: around. <laughs> yeah, it's looped around. Yeah, there you go.
1: Okay, I'm well, Josh. I have to say That was Josh. And <laughs> I'm Samantha.
0: Hey, everybody. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a great show for you this week. We have a little bit of news. We also have a, uh interview with uh, Josh Neelis, the creator and owner of Cutthroat Comics, a local comic book creator, creator and distributor and everything. Out of um, Finley. Out of Finley. Based out of Finley. That's right. So that we have that coming up in the second half of the show. But first, let's get into some things we've been checking out.
2: I've been checking out this Kickstart.
0: Uh, yes. I <laughs> have also been checking out the Kickstart. We have,
1: yes. Mountain Dew Kickstart. Not the crowdfunding platform. No,
0: definitely not that. <laughs> Now, um, I can do uh, my check it outs real quick because there's not a lot of them. I went down to Cincinnati for the second ever um, Cincinnati uh, Underground Secret Show. Uh, or I think it's, is that what it is? Society Show. Secret, yeah, Society secret Show. Society Show. That's what, well, yeah. Uh, Cuss. Uh, we, if you remember about a month ago, we all talked about very briefly about going down there to that. I think it's safe that we can discuss a little tiny bit more of what it is, although not like give any crazy specifics. The um, long and short of it is, it's a uh, comedy show that is uh, hosted by Travis McElroy of the My brother, my Brother and me McElroy Empire podcast Empire. Empire. It's like a talk like a comedy talk show. That's kind of what it is. and they uh, it's everything goes to a good cause down there, which is great. That's what I really enjoy about it. but it's um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, unfortunately, can't talk about any of the guests that were there this month because those are supposed to be kept a secret You're just not for allowed. the people Yeah, it's just supposed to be for the people who show up. That's part of the fun is that you know, either you know you if you know you know and if you don't well then show up to the next one. Yeah, and it's always a surprise. It's always a surprise. They never announce any of this stuff. I think it's super great. I would suggest anyone going down there. I think after this month they're going to start going to bi-monthly, which is going to make it so much easier yeah. to get down there because like I love I love comedy. I love You know, going on adventures, traveling places, but like two and a half hour drive every month is every month is a lot. Yeah, that is kind of a lot. But uh, but no, really enjoyed it. Um, Beyond that, the only other thing I can really get into and I'm not going to get into it because I know the kind of heat that I take. From talking about Japanese Power Rangers. You guys you don't, no. have to, you don't have to press the button. No. Your hand's on the button. Hey, I know.
2: I will chop that hand off. Sentai is a national treasure. Well I just in hit the Japan. button
1: because I realized we were once we again were sitting, sitting in the, in the dark. In the dark. Yeah. That dark.
0: Um, I've been watching the first the uh, first couple episodes of the newest series, Lupin Ranger versus Powder Ranger. Oh man. And it is Lupus Ranger. Lupus, Lupus Ranger. Lupin <laughs> Ranger, yeah. They all have lupus. That's it. Yeah, it's never lupus. No, they. Uh, the the series is a lot of fun. It's uh, interesting in that this season, instead of having one big team that works, um, has like a unified front against the monsters, you have three uh, characters that are like uh, criminals, like thieves. And three that are like police officers. So it's like cops and robbers. It's themed. like cops and robbers themed, yeah. So they're both going after the uh, monster group. <laughs> it's
1: cops and robbers themed. Yeah. You, right,
0: yes, that's it. <laughs> cops and robbersons, Yes. But no, they're go, they're both going after the monster group. The uh, the thieves want to steal these artifacts that the monsters have that like give them give their monsters like extra powers or whatever. Makes their monsters grow. Yeah. Well. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yes, and the cops are going after the uh, monsters because they're also criminals. And also <laughs> and monsters. the cops are against the uh, good guy, like the Gentleman Thieve characters. Hence the Lupin. The Lupin, yeah. Yeah, a lot of it's based around Arsene Lupin. Like, they name check it constantly. In fact, the artifacts that they're getting from the monsters are the Lupin collection. And they're like different things, in theory, he used during like his stories and stuff. Like there's a uh, um, uh, lighter that made the fi- a fire guy have extra fire powers or something like that, and it's it references old Lupin books, but it also references past Sentai seasons. So like, oh. uh, so like the yeah the design on the the one I picked out again with the uh, um, lighter, the design on it looked a lot like um, the the Red Ranger from um, it was Lightspeed Rescue in America. It is
2: oh. um... um... Go Go Five,
0: Go Go Five. Yeah, yeah, that's the one where the Red Ranger was a fireman. So they kind of subtly hint at past seasons now within they, it.
1: Have they made reference to Lupin the Third? Uh, you know, I, they haven't gotten
0: far enough into it yet, but I'm I'm guessing they might. They would
1: have to. Mm-hmm. He's such a he's that's a very very long running and famous
2: anime. <laughs> yeah, I'm... also that new series. That new season is so good. Oh, it's
1: mm, just so good. The animation yeah. is excellent and. Cool. I also, might, the Fujiko you know. miniseries, very good.
0: I see. I've heard that. Now, I'm not an anime guy, but like that sounded pretty good. I might have to check that out. But anyway, those are my check-it-outs. It's not a lot,
2: but I really like there the design on the Lupin Rangers. The Lupin
0: Rangers have the stronger design for sure, but the cops have a special ability that the that the robbers don't have. You know the, how the cops have like the the red the the colored bars in between the white bars on their uniforms. Yeah. Their final attack. The three of them merge into one super cop, and the three bars are the three colors of the cops. Oh,
1: yeah. And then RoboCop bursts out of their chest and shoots all the Lupin Rangers in the head with his big gun. No, that, no, that's he w- it, yes. No he, would, <laughs> no,
2: he would shoot them in the junk. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember Do, that RoboCop fan just, movie? I, I was just thinking that,
0: that That YouTube video where it's RoboCop just shooting, like, <laughs> criminals are walking up to him in the junk just constantly <laughs> because of that one scene. And there's like wave after wave of like just junk okay, shot, okay.
2: junk shot. A little bit of history. Yeah. Um back when the reboot Robocop movie came out, there was a um there was I a,
1: forgot about that. There was a call Everyone out does.
2: there was a call out to on the internet for various amateur filmmakers and some semi professional filmmakers mm-hmm. to make to recreate scenes of the original eighties Robocop movie. Mm-hmm. And they spliced them all together, and it's called our RoboCop sequel. Yeah. <laughs> or a reboot or something like that. And <laughs> one of them is probably the mo- most professional of them because the RoboCop costume they used looked like it was p- pulled right out of the movie. And it's the one where RoboCop shoots the two guys assaulting that woman in their junk.
0: <laughs> for, for some reason, now that I'm thinking about it, I think that was done by Astron 6, the guys that did uh, Manborg. And uh, they do a bunch of like super low-budget... Um, what was the other one they did? They just did. Well, they did Father's Day, which was picked up by Troma and distributed through them. But they do like super ultra low budget, like everything on a green screen kind of.
2: <laughs> I don't really remember, yeah. but this one, like it looked like if you hadn't known what you were watching, like when the scene first opens up, you would have thought it was a se- the scene in the yeah. movie. Yeah, legitimate <laughs>
1: take it RoboCop. The movie. Right. My favorite scene in RoboCop is when he dissolves a hostage situation by exploding through a wall. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, that guy that, that takes
2: over uh, <laughs> City Hall. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. I oh, love yeah. that movie. That's one of my all time favorites. It's a favorite super movies. good movie. Yeah. It's
2: like so. so 80s. <laughs> and you know
1: what the, the satire in it? If you look,
0: if you just kind of peel back the, the top layer of like, oh, it's a cop movie about a. Guy who's a robot, yeah, like it, the satire. It's not about it, as dumb as like, it. Oh, it's incredibly smart. Yeah. It's just like,
2: oh yeah, especially like the commercials that are like thrown yeah. through the middle yes, of the movie. Yep.
0: Those are, yeah, that's, yeah, I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh,
2: <laughs> Those are. I do. I use that quote constantly, mm-hmm. and no one gets it.
0: Oh, oh, you're hanging out with the wrong people. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, at
1: least, at least, Smash TV.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, oh man, that Robo Capsule. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Well, hey. That's my check it out, RoboCop. Yeah, we
1: got to <laughs> talk about RoboCop, so I'm cool with I'm that. I'm good with it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, let's talk about Hogwarts Mystery, the new Harry Potter mobile game. Let's talk about it. Um, that I've been playing for, what has it been out for a week now? I think so, yeah. Um, don't get it, because it's <laughs> pure evil. Really? It. Uh. I mean, there's... It's not completely irredeemable. There's a cool story hiding hiding in there and the mm-hmm. presentation and the graphics are good.
0: Are the voice acting is that is that good um, as well?
1: It's just little clips and and noises. Oh, gotcha. It's, okay. not, it's not like whole lines, like occasionally you get a couple voices or mm-hmm. like a, a well, good job. Yeah. <laughs> Or like a like a grunt. I don't know. Well, that's for Snape. Snape just makes a lot of disapproving noises. Oh, okay. Which is kind of funny.
2: Yeah. yeah that's accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: He sounds like a Banjo-Kazooie character. <laughs> no, it's not that frequent. Can you but... do an impression? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect.
2: Yeah. So, so he's Squidward?
1: <laughs> you know, actually thinking about it, they're the same. They're kind of the same character, aren't
0: they? A little bit.
2: Except I don't think Snape played clarinet and did interpretive dance. And for
0: what we saw. I bet he plays clarinet. Can okay. you imagine can Snape it. doing some interpretive dance?
2: I mean, he had the most flowy of robes. Yeah. yeah. But question. in The art in the game, is it based off the movies or based off the books? Does Snape have a beard?
1: No, he doesn't. It's based on the movie. Okay. But it's, I wouldn't say it's one-to-one to the movies, though, either. It's kind of got a cartoony look to it that i like like a cartoony movie
2: yeah a cartoony movie <laughs> yeah. I mean, much like an like animated Hogwarts-y. movie <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm.
1: i mean they they kind of have a sims-ish look to them but i wouldn't say in a bad way mm. a lot of people use that looks like the sims is a, in a way to say it looks bad okay but it doesn't it doesn't look bad <laughs> yeah. now we've we've said
0: that this game is kind of evil and it's you know mechanics and stuff how but we haven't really gotten into it what's 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 going on what's the skinny on it
1: it uses energy it well there's not a whole lot of gameplay for one it's Mm. kind of like a telltale story game okay where you make choices and choose where to expend your energy to do certain things Mm. okay Uh, Okay. remarkably similar to uh kim kardashian's hollywood if you remember that game when that came out vaguely Yeah. it was kind of a big deal when it came out Mm -hmm. like yeah it plays a lot like that (laughs) Um, well, exactly like that, actually. You just pick yeah. what you want to spend your energy on and you do that to learn spells or hmm, okay. move the story along, which would be fine if it weren't incredibly stingy with the amount of energy you have. Oh, uh, there's the problem. There's the rub. Yeah. It, it's like a Harry Potter book that mugs you while you read it. <laughs> and, and not only energy-wise, there's just occasionally points where it's like, all right, um, either wait three hours or pay us three dollars. Well, that sucks. Yeah, which is really lame. That's super lame. And it's designed in the beginning so you get a good 10 minutes of gameplay, mm-hmm. and then you end up in a closet being strangled <laughs> by the devil's snare, and that's the point where you run out of energy. Oh, And it's geez. so... It's so, well, so
0: manipulative. Yeah.
1: It's like, you gotta know what's ha- gonna happen next,
0: or you are strangled for three hours. Yeah. she
1: sent me a picture of it on the phone. I was like, guess I'm being strangled for two hours. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's well, squashy. Although you know, some people pay extra for that. Yeah. <laughs> As David Carradine. Oh. oh. No. Too, do, so- do, do, too do. soon? No, Wham.
2: not
1: too soon. <laughs> but it that's really indicative of the whole game experience is being strangled by the <laughs> devil's snare
2: for your money. <laughs> oh, that's God. an abusive relationship. <laughs> it is.
1: It, And even the cosmetic items are too expensive. Like Mm. I I had to pay $5 because I wanted my character to have glasses. Still mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> this is before I knew the game was garbage. I thought it, I trusted the brand. Yeah, because I'm like, do that. yeah, I'm not gonna do that again. But I'm like, it's Harry Potter. They wouldn't make a bad Harry yes, Potter game. They would. Game. <laughs> and uh, it turns out they would. Uh, Surprise.
2: Yeah. Do you not remember the ones on the PlayStation One? They
1: weren't bad. They weren't Shut great. They, were all right. they weren't great. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like in this day and age, they wouldn't tarnish the brand with a bad phone game. I wouldn't think.
2: This day and age yeah. in this region at this time of year. Yeah. Localized on your phone.
1: Is this the
0: second week in a row that we've made a steamed hams reference? I believe it is. Nice. Always nice. make the steamed
2: hams reference. Yeah. But when it's uh, obviously grilled humor. But they yes. <laughs> But
1: they did tarnish the brand. It wow. is kind of a sore spot on the fran- the franchise as a whole that they would make this obvious obviously money grubbing mm. uh, predatory game experience.
2: Hmm. I wonder what other franchises they got. Star Wars.
1: Pokemon. Pokemon Go at least has
0: a game. That's that true. There is at least a game there. Yeah. And they've actually added enough. We can talk about that a little bit. They've added enough of a game element to it with these um, The field <coughs> re- the research field research. I love the field research I love research it. It's got missions. me back in. It's 100% got me back in.
1: It gets you to do different things mm-hmm. in the game that yeah. you maybe wouldn't normas- normally be focused on. I'm going to like
0: raid, like raid things, and I'm going to like fighting gyms and stuff. I never did that stuff before. There was like a reason to when they were just yeah. out there. I was like, eh, who cares? There's there's a gym like within walking distance of the of my house. Like I can walk two minutes down the road, and there's a gym right there. But I never did it because it's like, what's the point?
1: <laughs> but like. Yeah, no. but now you'll get a quest that says go do two gym battles, and then you go and do then them, and you, then you do get, them. get like some Pokeballs and whatnot. Yeah,
0: which hey, you know that's stuff Man, I don't have to buy. I so.
2: have not played Pokemon Go since it was like still like hot fire when it first came out.
0: I would jump back. I would. I would try it out. Yeah, it I would t- jump back in. <sighs> at at least, I, don't
2: know. I don't have the free time to do it right now.
0: You don't need it. You just you know you <laughs> open it up for two minutes. You you flick a chuck couple of balls. some balls. <laughs> chuck, yeah.
2: Well, last time I checked, the only Pokemon that were around my house in the vicinity of my couch were Weedles and Rattas. There's not,
0: it's, it's not all over the Pokemon place, right? Couch. This month is um all fighting types. So the, like yeah. y- there's a bunch of machaps and Machaps. Machaps. Mach- Mach- <laughs> Machat Machaps <laughs> And um they've added they're up to gen three. So yeah. there's like Makuhidas. The, mm. the, there, the guy who looks like E. Honda.
1: Yeah, there's so many gen uh Jen's in there now that you can get a lot more experience points than you used to be able to. Oh, Mm. absolutely! Yeah, I would
0: even if you don't (sighs) stick with it. I would at least re-download it and check it out at least for like five minutes. I bet you'd be back in.
1: Yeah, I concur. It's worth it. Yeah, it's worth jumping back in. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't. I never would have thought I'd say that. I thought. Uh, Yeah, same here. 100 done, but no.
2: Oh man! Remember when they had that Pokemon Fest?
1: (laughs) Oh
0: god, (laughs) Pokemon Fest! You know what? Chicago. Yeah, I bet if they tried to do that now.
2: I don't know, man. We I heard they're like in the process of getting sued real hard about that. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. But I mean, knowing now what they did wrong, they could probably turn it around and do it right. Now, what, what they've been doing instead of like Pokemon Go Fest, they've started these uh, community days once a month where, for like, it's a Saturday afternoon from like one to three, what well, in our region would be one to three or like noon to three or something like that. They make one like spotlight character that is like will pop up just constantly, constantly, constantly and everything's
1: um, worth double everything's worth double it's like pokemon happy hour (laughs) yeah
0: basically and that's like when you end up leveling up and well that's when i got the dragonite yeah yeah and uh this one is on the 19th i think and Mm -hmm. it is uh charmanders so there's going to be a million charmanders all over the place (laughs) i've
1: been working on a charizard since the game came out (laughs) same here so yeah so Finally, get
0: that
2: man. Do you remember how exciting that was when that first came out? Oh, just we walked see, around the block just that, seeing everybody out everywhere. That was so the,
1: amazing. That was the greatest thing in the world. It was. It was so amazing to see everyone outside enjoying the mm-hmm. same game. Like legitimately, it was the closest we'll ever get to world peace. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, no.
2: and and portable phone chargers were flying off the shelf. Yes. <laughs> no kidding, right?
0: I will say that is um, how it is down in Columbus during the Pokemon Go community days, I went down to Goodale Park last month when it was uh, Bulbasaur's. And there's like five or six different stops in just in Goodale Park. And there was, no joke, about 200 people in the park oh, wow. playing Pokemon Go. Just walking around, having fun, talking to each other. There were dogs running all over the place. It was great. I fought a Gengar. It was <laughs> awesome.
2: I remember when it first came out and uh, the park where we do our LARPing in Columbus, mm, yeah. the shelter that we use is a is actually a uh, a Pokestop. Okay. Yeah. And we were throwing lures out and using them to <laughs> uh, lure people in to watch us. Nice. <laughs> Seriously, they were like nerds falling out of trees. It was ridiculous. Oh, I bet. I bet. We be sitting there, we like we'd be like taking like a water break or something, and all of a sudden you hear like the bushes rattle and here comes like four people. <laughs> I'm like, jeez. It was nuts.
1: Let's see what else we got. Well, you're telling me a little oh, bit about that doc, right? Say, oh, go No, go ahead. Go ahead. There's also, there's a Harry Potter game coming out by Niantic here eventually. Right. Uh, yeah. Hopefully they do better than Hogwarts Mystery is. Well, here's hoping we can get our
0: um, but you that, know, wizard balls and we can chuck them and try to level up our Harry Potter or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing ever since Pokemon Go came out, people were like, where's Harry Potter Go? And I'm like, how do these two things correlate at all? <laughs> yeah. But they're going to have to somehow. Yeah. Niantic's doing it.
2: Maybe you'll be hunting down magical beasts.
0: Well, Probably. Well, whatever, <laughs> is it, whatever it is, it's got to be better than Garfield Go.
1: Did you, did you
0: play Garfield Go? <laughs> yes, no, I did. Is.
1: Oh, my
2: God. You throw what? lasagnas
1: into a bowl. What,
0: uh-huh. what is that hot garbage? <laughs> oh, it was a wonderful game where you tried to catch a single uh, panels of old Garfield strips. And when you get all three, you unlock it in like the gallery mode so you can read old strips. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's a real game.
0: It's a real game. It's a real thing. <laughs>
1: you literally throw slices of lasagna into a Garfield dish. hmm hmm
2: And it was like Pokemon Go. Yeah. Yes, it was
1: Garfield Go. Uh,
2: my soul burns just thinking about it.
1: I'll have to give props to uh, Garfield for being the first one to like jump on a clone of Pokemon mm-hmm. Go. Oh sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm really surprised you don't. See but here's
2: more the of thing, them. though. Right. Here's the thing, though. Pokemon Go itself is almost a direct copy of another game that Niantic made.
0: Yeah. That Ingress, right? <coughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that's where they used, got all the data for the different stops.
2: Yeah, and it was like there were people who played both mm-hmm. that could like manipulate the system and knew where the best Pokemon catches were because <laughs> yeah. it matched certain points in uh, Ingress.
1: Mm-hmm. They're doing a Ghostbusters one that I'm very excited for because that franchise makes sense with the formula. That
2: one actually does. You throw a uh, ghost
1: trap out. Yeah, you catch that's the ghost trap out. Yeah. Yeah, makes perfect sense. I'm very excited.
0: Yeah. Now, is it based on the only thing that would make it even better is if it were based on real Ghostbusters, like Probably, the animated series.
1: I don't. Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It might. It's. I'll bet they maybe take it, the comics. they They oh, okay. kind of okay. like the comics well I that's bet. okay. That's not bad. That's not bad. You know what I miss? I hope it's Zach Bagans <laughs> God. Okay, that's Ghost <laughs> Bros. That's Ghost Hunters. <laughs> Or no, Ghost Adventures. That's mm. Ghost Adventures. Is that the
2: one where they scream all the time?
1: They all they scream all the time on all of them. Yeah. Although Zach Baggins has gone from like weird <laughs> frat bro to just like straight up weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch any of the newer Ghost Adventures, like he's just gotten real weird. He wears like these big old was it Terry Richardson glasses and like talks about energies. <laughs> 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 it just used to be a bunch of frat bros. Being afraid of a snake in a building. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man, I remember the height of like the ghost TV series is... Yeah, mm. I
1: used to watch oh, Ghost yeah. Adventures or not Ghost Adventures, Ghost Hunters a lot.
2: Oh yeah, lots of, and I would always catch like their like live like Halloween. Oh, yeah. oh I love those.
1: It's so stupid, but yeah, it's fun.
2: <laughs> oh man, they've yeah. got like celebrity guests in those later years.
1: Yeah, a lot of wrestlers
0: getting <laughs> yeah. scared of yeah. ghosts. Nice, nice. <laughs> So Cody, you were also telling me about a um, you watched a doc
1: about uh, crazy names or last something. Last night we watched a documentary called the Strange Name Movie, mm. and it was interviews with people with like weird and comical names. Okay, uh, like give me some examples. Yeah, hit me with a few.
3: Did you write? Your own I name? didn't
1: bring the paper up.
4: No, what's the point of writing it down? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I forgot it? the
1: paper. That's but, a weird name. Listen, mistakes <laughs> were made. <Yeah. laughs> but people with names like Smoky Bacon. Okay. Or Linda Slutsky. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Barb Dwyer. Barb Dwyer. Barb Dwyer. Like it. Like it. There's uh, Timber. Timber. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Larry Putz. Jeff Studley. Yeah, Jeff <laughs> Studley was the one, and it's just about their lives, like.
2: Like, are they legit named this? Yeah. Or is it oh, yeah. All these people who changed their names. No,
1: this yeah. is their real legal names. These are They're people who forth. who parents thought they were real clever. Yeah, exactly. There's a whole family of Donald Ducks. Yeah, there's three generations of Donald Ducks. Oh wow. Although if
0: my last name was Duck, I yes, I mean, <laughs> come on. Although it would be Daffy, it wouldn't be Donald.
1: <laughs> Scrooge. It'd be Scrooge. <laughs> this is my son Scrooge. Yeah. McDuck?
0: Yeah, Scrooge. Yeah, that's it. Or like if my last name was Mallard, you know, my a kid would be named Drake. Drake, Drake Mallard, Darkwing <sighs> Duck. He's He's the terror that
1: flaps in the night.
2: He is the gum that gets stuck to the bottom of your shoe.
1: Does anybody know that rapper Drake's last name? Is it Mallard? I'm going to say it's Mallard. Okay.
0: (laughs) Either that or Mick Wheelchair because of how he was, you know, on Degrassi as the wheelchair kid.
1: I did not know that.
0: Yes, Drake was the wheelchair kid at Degrassi.
1: (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How did he get his legs to function again?
2: How did Barbara Gordon get it done? Well... (laughs)
0: That's actually a good question. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hashtag comics.
1: Yeah. It's like that kid on Glee that looked exactly like me. <coughs> there was a, a oh, kid, God, yes, yeah, a kid in no, a wheelchair on Glee that looks exactly like me, or at, yeah, least, you're, you're or at least a right. younger I, me. I Yeah, I know who you're talking about. It was terrifying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I completely forgot about that.
0: Yeah. It's okay. At least you don't look like Sean Astin.
2: <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Hey! Also a guy who w- was named Sam in a movie. <laughs> hey, Sam White Genji is a true hero.
1: He loved his potatoes.
2: He also <laughs> scared away a bunch of orcs with a frying pan.
1: Yeah, well. <laughs> but it was a very entertaining movie, if only to giggle at people's names. That's true, yes. But it gave it a little of their perspective and what it's like to live with the...
2: An odd name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: like What well, it was like growing up. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, what... Short story
2: is, children are cruel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: There was a basketball player whose last name was the F word. What? Yeah. A college basketball player. Yeah, he was from I forget where, like Brazil, maybe. I think. Oh wow. I know he, And his last name it's was pronounced Fook. Yeah. Mm, okay. But it's spelled. Yeah. Well. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. As we dance around. We're dancing it. around it for live radio. <laughs> but there was pictures of like the scoreboard where they put their names and it just got the F word <laughs> <on> it. <laughs> Pretty funny. It oh, was that's... an entertaining documentary. It's on Netflix. Okay. My mom's cool. just like, change your name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Josh, do you have anything? There for was a there was a, oh, go go a guy ahead, named
1: no. there was two guys named Donald Trump. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, which is probably a lot harder now than it ever was before. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> that reminds me, I saw like this like mini documentary a long time ago about the school principal. His name was Harry Potter.
1: He was there was a guy named Harry Potter in this too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Huh. He was the older dude, so it didn't affect him until later in life.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, being named Harry Potter—that's not like terrible
1: as far as names go. That's not bad. I think he got out of a traffic ticket because of it, didn't he? Say, I think someone else. Or that, that was somebody no, else. It was a It was a like, putt- yeah. Warning, because you're a putz. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow. Yeah.
0: So, Josh, do you have anything for the check it out? We only have a couple minutes here, but um,
2: um more God of War. Cool. More cool. slaying monsters. Excellent. Um, more disapproving yelling matches with my adolescent archer child. (laughs) Your lippy son. My lippy son, who now has magical powers. (laughs) He's a magic lippy boy. He is a magic lippy boy. (laughs) who shoots magic arrows like he's freaking Princess Zelda. (laughs) Nice. They're literally light arrows.
1: Nice. Cool. The silver arrows.
2: And they can stun enemies. It's fantastic. Like, I went... I leveled up a bunch of like my like barehanded fighting, and I went into like a whole group of enemies, just punching them, <laughs> not even using the axe because they stun. And then when you stun, you can do your horrible execution moves. Oh, jeez! And I found a, a, a an exploit that's so bad, enemies won't hit you while you're in the middle of your animation of ripping their friends apart.
1: <laughs> kind of like Doom. Yeah, kind of <laughs> like Doom.
2: Yeah, I'm just like hitting these guys until I get the little marker above their head, and I'm like, hey, your day's done. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I literally just went through like 15 guys, just, just, you know, split, split, split.
1: I heard there's a knockoff infinity gauntlet in it.
2: I haven't gotten that far yet. I haven't seen it. Well, I think
1: it's a secret item.
2: Oh. And you can
1: actually get gems that slot into it that are kind of like the infinity stones. <sighs> Interesting.
2: Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Indeed, yeah. indeed. Yeah. Um.
0: Speaking of infinity stones, um,. I should mention, we're probably next week going to be talking about uh, Avengers Infinity War. Um, we're going to go we're gonna full ruin, spoiler. Full spoiler. It's been out for two weeks. we got to talk about this thing because I'm burning. i got to yeah. talk about it. So, this is your warning. See it in the next week. Everybody, go watch it.
1: Honestly, you're already on thin ice because the internet's gotten pretty it's, spoiler yeah. heavy the last <sighs>
2: couple yeah. of days. It's been how's, the meme- how's it been, Josh? How's it, it been? It's, it's been rough. It's been rough.
1: Yeah. A lot of... A lot of crumbly people memes.
2: Yeah. Oh, my that word. That might be...
1: now. Nah, that, That's still, nah. Well, at this point,
0: you know... Okay. <laughs> let's leave it there. It's, we'll come back to it in a week. So, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, let's see here. Uh, see if these had a slight update where they added some cosmetic items and moved some stuff around to make it less annoying. Cool, good. Like, bells and boxes so you're not constantly hitting them when you're trying to do something else.
1: I'm glad they're still taking care of that game. That game has incredible potential, and I hope they...
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, they did something else that um I think is going to promote seeing more people kind of out and about. They Instead of going to any outpost and being able to buy everything in the game in one place, certain items are only available at certain outposts. mm hmm. hmm. So now you have to actually travel to certain areas to get what you want
1: that that seems like something that would make the game more fun but people would complain about because they don't understand game design right yeah
2: <laughs> And then hopefully here soon we should be getting our first big content update with the hungry De- hungering deeps. It's gonna be like a big event with like a sh- huge amount of player like cooperation against an AI enemy. Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. Supposedly, it's maybe evil mermaids don't know yet.
1: Oh, that'd be so oh, that rad! Be so Man, good. This, the game makes me want to buy an Xbox yeah. so bad.
2: Or well. you just play it on PC.
1: I know, but it doesn't run very. I don't know. You could <laughs> probably get
2: a better PC for cheaper.
1: I can get it if I wait for a half-off day at half-price books. I can probably get an Xbox for a hundred bucks.
2: I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> That's good. That's actually a good. <laughs> deal. Yeah. yeah. Point counterpoint. Uh, let's go to break.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. All right. Yeah. Like you mentioned, let's go ahead and go to break, and when we come back, we'll um we have a couple of news items. We also have that interview with Josh Nealis from Cutthroat Comics, so uh, stick around.
4: I looked out this morning, and the sun was gone. turned on some music to start my day, and lost myself in a familiar song. I closed my eyes and I slipped away
0: that was a cover of more than a feeling by ninja sex party. We love that band. I wish we could play some of their original content. <laughs> yeah, no. I really do, but there's no way we can get away with it on air.
2: Impossible. Hot. We can't even blue even play Starbomb on yeah, here. Yeah, no.
1: Hot take. I like that version of More Than a Feeling more than the Boston version. Uh, you know, I listened into it once or twice. It's right there with me. I don't really care for Boston to be completely honest.
0: (laughs) There you go. Well, we're back from the break and we have a couple of news items, but I think what we're going to do first is get into this interview that we've been hyping a little bit. We got a chance to talk with uh, Josh Neelis, who is a comic creator based out of uh, Finley, Ohio. Uh, He uh, is the owner and operator of Cutthroat Comics. He has a bunch of comics as well as full blown novels and short stories um, that he uh, has produced. And, uh, Yeah, let's go right into the uh, interview and, uh, you know, see what he has to say. Hey, so we're here today with uh, Josh Neelis from Cutthroat Comics, a uh, local comic book and uh, novel uh, distributor and creator out of uh, Finley, Ohio. Josh, how you doing, man?
5: Oh, not too shabby, I suppose.
0: Good, good. We brought you on today to kind of go over, talk a little bit about local comics and uh, you know um, you know your books and uh, independent comics in general and and novels and and doing things uh, independently. Uh, the first question I have for you is um, first question I have for everybody who's in comics how do you how did you originally get into comics? Were you a fan of them when you were younger or is that something you just kind of jumped into later on in life?
5: Um, kind of both, sort of. <clears throat> so obviously, as a kid, uh, I used to spend. Uh couple of weeks in the summers down at uh, my dad's in Kentucky. And uh, I would stay with my aunt some nights with my cousin. And uh, we'd go into this gas station, you know, and we'd have ten bucks that our grandma gave us or whatever. And we'd buy pop and candy. And there would always be comics sitting on the rack. And uh, me and my cousin started picking them up, you know, and uh, reading them and stuff. And then, of course, <clears throat> uh, you know, about the, what, early to mid-90s hit. You had Spider-Man and X-Men on Saturday morning cartoons and all that. Yeah. yeah. You know, started getting into it from there, and I I collected comics uh, pretty seriously as a kid. A little bit, you know, m- more just picking them up off the stands. But mm-hmm. um, and then what was it? It was it was a few years. Well, I was like yeah, four years ago. I was at my normal job. Um, my band had broken up. I was doing these movie reviews uh, for this webpage that I used to have, and uh, I was I was not satisfied with that. It wasn't creative enough. And one day I had an idea, like just this real stupid idea for a comic book, and here we are, that's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much.
0: <laughs> well, that's excellent. So, uh, so I, you know, I think just about every comic book fan, if anyone who's read comics as a kid, has at one point or another gone, you know what, I can do this. <laughs> so, like, so, like, what was the process of like actually jumping into it, like making that jump from going, this is something I would really like to do, to now where you have multiple comics that you, you know, you take around to, uh, you know, you sell online and you, um, I, I assume you take them to, a uh, uh, like free comic book day that's coming up and like, yep. um, print copies and stuff like that. What's, what's the process? Cause I'm, I'm just, I'm incredibly curious
5: about that. Well, okay. So, I mean, there's a thousand ways I can answer this. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. so, okay. So with anything in life, especially when you're doing creative stuff, um, I think the rule of thumb is a thousand hours, right? Okay. <laughs> you've heard, I've heard comedians say, thousand hours on stage before you get good at it bands a thousand hours playing and practicing before you get good at it you know and it varies from person to person so i've probably got i'm not even at a thousand hours writing but i think i've gotten pretty good at it Mm -hmm. um as my comics have come along the writing has gotten better um as far as story and character development Mm -hmm. uh and that includes the the real books that i've written as well um And then as far as the writing process of a comic goes, like I'm writing uh, Stingray 2 right now. And actually while I was waiting for you guys to call, I was sitting here storyboarding. So I can't draw at all. Like (laughs) I draw a stick figure and you think it's a hippo. Like it's awful. (laughs) But uh, so I do the storyboarding and then I write a little script. And then I found a guy. He's from Italy and he draws and colors my books. So I send that to him. Uh, he always sends me back an LOL stop drawing, and then uh, <laughs> he puts it together. I approve the the drawings, then he goes to color, um, and that's where it gets a little tricky because once he colors it, if it's wrong, it's done, and he has to start over. Right. Yeah. So you got to be real real focused on what you're doing. So
3: mm-hmm.
5: that's how the comics get made. I mean, once it's done, I send it off to this printer. They print it, send it to me, and there it is. And okay. this is. You're looking at five months probably per comic.
0: Really? Okay, that's that's really not that bad of a turnaround, honestly. I mean, for, right. for doing a ba- pretty much just you know just you and one other guy basically. Yo. I mean, that's that's really great. Now, how did you get hooked up with the uh, with your artist, um,
5: Cristiano Reyna? That's it. I, I yes, think, yeah. I think that's how you pronounce it. I've never even spoken to him like like we're speaking. Oh, oh really? Oh so wow, it,
1: that's
0: interesting. Yeah, yeah.
5: It's, it's all through Facebook Messenger um, and email. Huh. But uh. So I started the Cutthroat Comics Facebook page, and before uh, before Facebook changed some things, you were able to like other pages through your page and share and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I was doing this thing where I was sharing other pages. They were sharing mine, trying to gain followers and all that. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to come across him, and I had a guy that, that was here in Finley that was going to do it for me, and that just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And I had seen some of Cristiano's work, and I was like, man, this guy's pretty good. I was like, I wonder what his rates are. And then we started talking, and I was like, "Damn, this dude's from Italy. I didn't even know that. <laughs> but uh, And he speaks all right English. Sometimes it's a little tough, but uh, his rates were pretty good. Uh, I had him do two character designs, which were Stingray and Snapdragon from uh, Stingray issue one.
3: Okay.
5: And that, that worked really well. I mean, it didn't take us long to throw that together. And then he did the full book, and now he's done all three of them, and we have... I think at least three to four more planned with him.
0: Oh, excellent. Excellent. Now, cool. how much of the design process of the characters and the books does he have? Now, do you have like, I, you, you mentioned that, you you know, you draw a stick figure and you know, that's basically, you know, like, do you have like an outline of how you would like the character designed or you, or do you give him more kind of carte blanche on what the designs of say the ginger Avenger or Stingray or what have you?
5: It, it's kind of a mixture. Um, so sometimes I'll have a really focused dial in, you know, what I want. And I'll try to give him I'll, – I'll pull up Google and put, like, you know, this type of sword or this color hair or this type of beard, you know, and I'll throw that on the script so it's right there in front of him. Okay. Um, actually, the Ginger Avenger, it's really funny, okay? Mm-hmm. So my band, Until Forever, mm-hmm. uh, we're broken up. If you go and look at the Facebook page and find the singer –
0: so it took me a bit, but I found the uh, yeah. the uh, the Until Forever uh, Facebook page here, and uh, yeah, I think the lead singer kind of looks a little familiar,
5: a little bit, a little bit, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow. All right. Okay. Well, that's cool. That's really cool that that you're able to kind of use that as kind of an, an you know visual inspiration for the for the character. Um,
5: right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't necessarily want him to look just like that. And actually, I told him when I first got the very first colored picture of ginger avenger i sent him a text with the picture and i said this wasn't supposed to look like you but here we are
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome we've mentioned a couple of your books stingray and um ginger avenger and right now they both have along with your other comics up there they have issue ones now uh and you mentioned that you're going to be working on others now are these all part of like i these are you know shared universes are really popular these days with like you know, the Marvel movies and like, you know, everything that they're trying to do, try to interconnect every single little thing in (laughs) subtle ways. Do you think now that you have a couple of, you know, series kind of under your belt that there is kind of an interconnected kind of crossover universe sort of situation, or is it kind of all independent kind of stories? Well,
5: how do you know I haven't had that planned all along? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Actually, I take it, I take it even further than that, actually. Now, if you read every single thing that I've written Mm
3: -hmm.
5: and then read it again, you're going to find Easter eggs upon Easter eggs upon Easter eggs. Um, Pretty much everything I've written is based in the same city.
3: Okay. um, That's true. Which is Brothel City. Yeah.
5: And then uh, uh, the characters, you know, they talk about like there's this park, everybody goes to this park, or there's this diner or this bank or whatever. Everybody kind of walks around and runs into the same places. So I don't sit there and say, like, oh, they all live in Brothel City. But if you read it, like, there's one (laughs) – there's a a very rude story I have in uh, my short stories book. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's about – it's kind of like an animal farm style. Uh, This hunter goes to Africa to hunt, and then uh, the animals turn on him, basically. So the animals could talk in this one. And the lion, who's an African lion, has an Australian accent. And uh, in my newest book – um, there's actually a line about a lion having an Australian accent. So there's a lot of stuff like that. Okay. Interesting. Uh, in my
0: yeah. Very interesting. That's actually kind of leads me into the other uh, thing I want to ask you about beyond the comics uh, through cutthroat. Uh, you also write full blown novels. Um, how is the process different between uh, writing novels and short stories um, as opposed to uh, scripting comics and storyboarding that out for your uh, artist?
5: Oh, uh, I mean, it's, it's amazingly different. <laughs> I mean, it's, So, for instance, my first book, I wrote it, I think, in 10 months, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, I just finished the sequel to that. I mean, that book sold really well. I was actually really surprised with with how well that sold. Um, And pretty much everybody was like, you can't leave it like that. You have to do another. So I did. Mm -hmm. Um, and And I kind of agreed with him. I was like, I can do more and add on to it. So the second book, I mean, it took me over a year. I mean, it was so hard. Um just to come up i mean you think about the book reports you had to do in school where you had to talk for 3 pages about the hobbit or whatever <laughs> yeah. okay i mean that's there's a lot of content in, in the hobbit you know that's probably 300 pages or whatever or more you know you can you can shrink that down to three pretty easy with a synopsis okay
3: mm-hmm. so i had to
5: take the synopsis and turn it into 300 pages or 250 pages i mean it's luckily my real job i drive around so all i do is i i think about jokes <laughs> I type them in my phone. I come home and I make that joke fit in the story. Um, so I tell all, tell all my friends that are friends with me on Facebook. My books are basically just a super extended version of one of my Facebook posts.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. That's you know that's a really good way to write. it. I mean, get you know having a lot of time downtime to kind of you know formulate ideas and stuff. That's that's interesting. That's that's really really interesting. Um,
5: oh yeah. I mean it it, it takes it takes a lot, man. I mean, I'm sure. And I can tell you right now. Uh, you know, I'm watching NFL Network. It's on mute right now. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you think about a football player at the end of their season. You know, think about how tired they are mentally, physically, and all that. Mm-hmm. After I'm done writing a book, I need like two weeks just just to, like, chill. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. mentally draining.
0: Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Okay, so uh, we've talked about the the process of getting the comics made, writing the comics, uh, writing novels, and stuff like that because it's free comic book day and everything, I want to talk a little bit about uh, how you go about uh, distributing your comics. How do you get, how do you get your stuff out there? Because, you know, there are a lot of uh, independent creators, a lot of independent people, not just in comics, but you know, just different creative um, medias in general who have many, many different ways of like uh, trying to get their stuff out there. What have you found that works best for you?
5: Well, I mean, you got to do what you're comfortable with. Okay. So like, A lot of people use Kickstarter and stuff like that, um, GoFundMes and whatnot, Mm -hmm. and that's fine to each their own. I'm not comfortable with that, if that makes sense. And I may do a Kickstarter at some point because you can offer incentives, so that's a little different than like a GoFundMe, Mm -hmm. but my personality is I've worked for everything I have, okay? So I'll put in the work before I'll accept uh, money from somebody with a promise to give them something back later, if that makes sense. Sure, Yeah. yeah, Um, that being said, um, you know, anymore, I, I think I've got like five total comic shops right now that are carrying my, my comics and or books, uh, six, if you count books, cause I have a bookstore here in Finley that carries just the books. Oh,
3: okay. Great.
5: Um, but it's tricky because it's such a small business and you don't want to overextend yourself. You have to grow at a nice rate. So, you know, right now I have five, you know, after I do a few more appearances, I might approach more comic shops and grow, you have to grow slowly because, you know, and a lot of these places they do, uh, they don't just buy my books outright, you know, at this mm. point, I'm still small, you know, I don't have people walking into comic shops going, you got the new Stingray one. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of it, but I'm just guessing there's one here, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so they do uh, consignment. So, you know, they take a cut of the sale, right? So that leaves me in the hole, you know. I'm sitting on that money that's not even here, you know. It's at it's in Toledo or or uh, Columbus, you know. So, that's tough too. I mean, there's it's for me, the hardest part of this is branding my company mm-hmm. as well as promoting myself.
0: Right. That's right. been
5: the, that's been the trickiest part. When do I do which and how?
0: Exactly. And, you know, uh, I know here on our show, we've done, we've run into some issues with that as well, trying to find where the fine line is between, you know, um, promoting ourselves and overexposure and that sort of thing. So I definitely can feel how that, try, trying to go s- slowly and methodically and trying to get yourself out there. And,
1: yeah. Or just branding. Or is branding. We, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. yeah Well, luckily,
5: I have a pretty awesome logo. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. So. it's a
1: really great logo. It is a good one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs>
5: <laughs> hey, I made that. Oh, you did? So you know. That was yeah. me. <laughs> Excellent.
0: All right. All right. So uh, we've talked a little bit about the Ginger Avenger. That is your most recent comic that has been released. For mm-hmm. the listeners at home who hear that and go, okay, obviously he's a redheaded guy, but did he say Avengers or something? Uh, what's the elevator pitch for that comic?
5: You know, it's it's kind of a tough one. So I usually start with uh, – and I've only had this at one con so far. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I go to more cons and stuff with it, I'll I'll lock it down exactly what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ginger Avenger is the first family-friendly comic released by Cutthroat Comics. And I'm actually really proud of that, because, mm-hmm. uh, you guys have read some of my stuff. You know how hard it must have been for me to hold back on the cursing? Uh, <laughs> um, a little, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and I have, a, I have a children's book out as well, uh, which was also extremely difficult for me to write. <laughs> but I did it. Um, but Ginger Avenger basically is, uh this archeologist and he uh, stumbles a- across this uh, like kind of enchanted cave in Ireland. Um, and he is startled and falls into the water where the cave itself uh, kind of like how Thor's hammer is like only worthy to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this cave will pick the next ginger Avenger okay, uh, basically. So when he's chosen, he's transformed uh, into the ginger Avenger. Uh, then he has this small child uh, who's the person that startled him into the water, that you find out has basically been around since the time of Jesus. And uh, he's seen and done some pretty incredible things throughout the book. Um, I, I do like some flashbacks on him so you can get context. And, and those stories will develop later mm-hmm. um, as well. So, But then, I mean, it's an origin issue. And it's hard to that's, – that's the tricky part is I'm doing origin issues and – now, when I get into two and three and four of, of the issues, then everything can develop and you can see the the big picture, basically.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know writing origins that that has to be really tough. Do you have a uh, like a finite story set for um, Ginger, Avenger, or Stingray, or your other comics, or is it like as long as you can keep coming up with ideas for them, you'll keep producing them?
5: Well, I was going to do this thing where I had this, like, alien with this awesome glove come around, and he's, like, trying to kill everybody. <laughs> but I heard that that's been done. Yeah. So well. <laughs> I, had to, I had to, like, scribble out my dry erase. I was like, damn it. Uh, no, I've got, I've got a rough idea of what I want to happen. Okay. Um, and like I said, all these people live in the same world, and once you read all three books, um, all three comics, you're going to start seeing Easter eggs. Okay. So... Everything's going to come together. Let's just say the one squirrel that gets kicked into outer space has a big, uh, big part in things.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, I'm really looking forward to, uh, checking that out and seeing where everything goes. Uh, Josh, thank you again for coming on the show. Uh, before I let you go, um, do you have anything you'd like to plug at like uh, appearances, anything like that that's coming up?
5: No, I don't No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I've got a lot of stuff lined up for this year. Um, And I can't see my whiteboard from where I'm sitting. Um, I do know that uh, free comic book day is this Saturday. So whether you guys decide to run this now or later, um, I will or will have been um, at Cameron's Comics and Stuff in Bowling Green, Ohio. Oh,
3: okay. Uh, I'll be
5: there 10 to 1, uh, signing books, selling books, shaking babies. (laughs)
3: Um,
5: And then also, uh, you guys may have heard that Wizard World is coming around uh, June 8th, 9th, and 10th. in columbus that's right yeah i will i'll be at that
0: oh okay great well uh josh Nealis, again thank you very much for coming on the show we really appreciate it man take it easy
5: absolutely thanks guys
1: hey we're back that was the interview with josh neilis cool guy really cool guy yeah yeah really (laughs) glad we got a chance to talk to him um you know, it
0: was really interesting uh, getting to hear about, you know, the process of uh, independent comic.
1: Yeah, really impressive that he, he juggles all those things at once. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's basically just him and the other guy, the, yeah. that artist out of uh, Italy, out of all places. It's uh, pretty wild. And even
1: the, the selling and the mm-hmm. distribution and all that's a it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. Really glad we got a chance to talk to him. Really appreciate him stopping on the show. So anyway, we're going to go ahead and get into a couple little bits of news. We don't have a ton this week. I think um, all of media is, like, taking a breather because of Infinity War. (laughs) Yeah. But there have been a couple, like, little things. And uh, this first news article is something that um, I know Josh and I will probably talk a little bit more about than everyone (laughs) else. So um, everyone kick back and relax. It's Power Ranger time.
1: You're listening to the Go Go Power podcast with Sam and Josh. It's yeah. time for your favorite podcast within a podcast. Go Go Power Podcast. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, oh my man. God! Perfect. And then then you-
2: memory.
0: <laughs> and yeah. You- God. So yeah, let's hear side it first. Side note. Okay. Side um, note.
2: For April Fools' every mm-hmm. year uh, within my LARP circles, mm-hmm. they create a fake event, mm-hmm. and it's always some absurd theme mm-hmm. that some people get excited about. This year, the April Fools' theme for the Battle Cry event in September was Power Rangers. <laughs> nice. And, like, they full did, like, a whole event spread with, like, Photoshop and all kinds of stuff. Oh, man. Uh, my, f- my friend of mine, photo was his head was Photoshopped in the Zordon tube. Oh, nice. <laughs> and his his amp guard name is uh, is Yorick, but they started calling him Yordon. Yordon. <laughs> People got legit mad that it was a April Fool's gag. Oh.
0: Well, then you guys are going to just have to turn it into, like, yeah. an actual Oh, event. I know. Last year, I think yeah. it was My Little Pony. No. But, uh... <laughs> yeah.
2: But yeah, people were already planning stuff out, and it was like everyone had to form like five man teams. Oh, that's
0: so that's really clever. That's really yeah, cool. That's
1: oh. that's what you don't do with your April Fool's joke is make something that's legitimately like really awesome.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I kept flooding the event page with like pictures of Sentai. I'm like, well, I mean, these guys were better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway.
0: so anyway, this Power Ranger news. Um, <clears throat> we talked a little bit about this a few weeks ago, but um, a little more information has come out. Because we had a couple questions about Hasbro had been in talks to um, acquire the rights, at least at the time we thought, at partially, at least the toy distribution rights for uh, the American side of Power Rangers. Power Rangers uh, has traditionally been owned by Saban Brands and has been tied in with Bandai. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the uh, Hasbro taking over the toy distribution was kind of a big deal. Mainly because Hasbro puts a lot more time and effort into their toys than Bandai does. Bandai also, Hasbro of,
2: has like a ton of like different avenues to take things.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, but here, within the last couple, within the last week or so, uh, it was officially announced that Hasbro has acquired all of Power Rangers. That's television, movie, every previous scene, any characters created from uh, every previous uh, series going all the way back to the first season of Mighty Morphin, including the comics. So Lord Draken, everybody's new favorite version of Tommy <laughs> Oliver, is part of this. Acquired it from Saban Brands for $522 million. Which is a lot of money. Yeah,
1: I can't even like, fathom. Yeah, <laughs> that's,
0: that's a lot of money. And... I, I, you, I know what a lot of people are thinking that that seems like way too much for Power Rangers. That's what I and said. In the, <laughs> the state that it is today, and if it were just like from here going forward, I would absolutely agree with you. That's way too much money, but you have almost, what, 20, 25 years? Yeah, 25 years of Power Rangers to like, that they acquired.
1: That, it's an evergreen franchise. It really like, is. It's
0: always been around. And it's, and yeah. And there's they're always going to have seasons to adapt. And Actually, even um, with Hyperforce, the um, tabletop role-playing uh, version, they have um, proved that they could create a team whole cloth out of nothing, and uh, make it compelling
1: enough, and people will be into it.
2: A and super original Power Rangers would be amazing.
1: And hey, mm-hmm. Hasbro owns Wizard Wizards of the Coast, mm-hmm. so like card games. Yeah, well, that and D and D. Oh yeah,
2: well yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. There you
0: go. But no, uh, but, oh, this is really interesting news. Now, Haim Saban, the guy who owns Saban Brands, um, or Saban you don't Entertainment, say. whatever. Oh, yeah, right. Um, he is staying on as um, like a creative consultant for the time being, but I think he's eventually going to be phased out of the process. We hope. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> so he's kind of George lucas in it a little he's bit. He's kind yeah. of
0: George Lu- lucas in it. I bet, what I imagine is there's going to be some input by Saban for this next season, the one that's being adapted uh, from Go Busters. Which is crazy to me, anyway.
2: Yeah, twelve-year-old series.
0: Yeah, the the only thing I could think of, the only reason I could think of why they're adapting it is because the Zords are Transformers themselves. Yeah, they are animals that turn into uh, uh, smaller robots that then combine into a bigger robot. <laughs> and so guess who makes Transformers? Exactly, Hasbro. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it.
1: It's too bad Hasbro's <laughs> movies are universally pretty much garbage.
2: Yeah. That's what I was gonna Um, say. This is like a double-edged sword. Like, we could have great tabletop games, we could have great toys.
1: Good TV show, even.
2: Yeah, yeah, probably get a good TV show out of it. Sure, sure. uh,
1: Hasbro got a bunch of adults to watch, adult males to watch My Little Pony, so, like...
2: (laughs) It was true, but at the same time, every Transformers movie has been bad. Both G.I. Joe movies are bad.
1: The new Power Rangers movie that they just did is better than both of those G.I. <laughs> Joe movies combined. Yeah,
0: I'll agree with you on that. Yeah, I'll agree. I mean, not not much better, but it is <laughs> it is better. This merger is, I think it's ultimately a good thing. I think this buyout is ultimately good. There are a couple questions that I have that I'm a little worried about. Uh, one of which being the movies, will we see a uh, reboot, reboot. reboot of the reboot of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers characters? Will we have another origin movie? God, I hope not. As long as they update
1: the costumes.
2: Oh, yeah. Or if they... Actually,
1: yeah, it wouldn't be that bad if they did another <laughs> reboot movie.
2: <laughs> yeah. Just, I would be okay with it. It could probably be, it could probably be written better. Yeah, just, uh, sure. Just sure. don't
1: spend so much time on the origin because it's not the important. The origin is
0: super, yeah, it's not important. It's super easy. Just go, oh, Alien gave them super, super suits. They fight monsters. Yeah. Done. The other thing that I'm a little more concerned about is the comics. Because uh, right now, the, all of their comics, um, both of their series, are being produced through uh, Boom Studios, and they are, uh, by and large, pretty excellent. Um, and they just jumped into a big cross continuity like storyline, um, featuring like rangers from every era in every dimension. Because yeah, the, the Shattered Grid, or the whatever. Shattered Grid, because um, the evil Tommy Oliver from the parallel future where he stayed evil. <laughs> Uh, has uh, acquired Saba, the talking uh, sword, mm-hmm. and uh, is using it to ju- jump through parallel dimensions and absorbing different Ranger teams' powers. So, like, he is becoming like the uber power Ranger. And that sounds crazy and like the best way. It's like people just taking all their action figures and just mashing them together. <laughs> it's super great. You know about that. Which, oh, yeah. yeah. Which
1: uh, doesn't Hasbro do their comics through Dark Horse?
0: Uh, they do theirs through IDW. IDW. I knew yeah. it was something like yeah. that. Yeah, that's that's my biggest concern. Uh, I don't know if the comic rights are going to stay at Boom Studios for an extended period of time. I imagine they're eventually going to go to IDW, and that probably means that these series are just going to flat out end. And that th- they've been good enough that I don't want them to end prematurely I, because I can't see the storylines continuing much longer from from jumping from one publisher to another. Yeah, that doesn't. I can think of. Maybe off of one hand, I can count the times that that has happened. Yeah. Uh, in the history of comics, and it's not great. It's, it never works out.
2: So that's what I'm worried about. But on the other hand, a lot of the IDW, like Hasbro series, are pretty good. Well, yeah. Like by and large, The Transformers is pretty decent. I haven't really read G.I. Joe, so I really don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Revamp of ROM was pretty good.
0: Oh, I agree. I mean, IDW puts out great books. I'm just concerned that, um, they're the, they're gonna lose the,
1: Kyle Higgins. They're gonna lose
2: Kyle
0: Higgins for sure. They're gonna lose a lot of um, storylines and a lot of character development that they've done with and modernizing and updating the characters and making he's put a lot of work into updating and making the characters work for a modern audience. And I'm afraid that we're going to lose a lot of that bec- from from the jump. That's that's it for me.
1: Is IDW who got Sonic? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um. But no. oh <laughs> Though. though I yes. think Boom does the My Little Pony comics. No, IDW, no, does. IDW does. Do it. they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh.
0: yeah th- they started with no, it, and Boom, then
2: Boom does like uh like Venture Time and yeah, the Cartoon Network. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's it. But so, again, this is these are minor things. I think overall, this is going to be a a major step forward. Like I said for in the, the chat franchise. the other day when mm-hmm. we were
2: ta- first talking about it, mm-hmm. and I quote, "Dobby is now a free elf." <laughs> yeah. Under yeah. the oppressive boot of saban yeah.
1: yeah and hasbro isn't as litigious they're not as litigious and i'm <laughs> <laughs> They are litigious but because not they as they have to be but they're not like that thing with uh
2: fighting his magic
1: no well that they did get litigious on that mm-hmm. one but the thing with saban and uh a chroma squad chroma squad that would have never happened no that wouldn't with hasbro because it's no. ridiculous no.
0: yeah also even...
2: the fact that that was like so amount of parody
1: well, then it was just about, it wasn't about Power Rangers, no. it was about Sentai, Sentai
0: in general. it was different, yeah, it was different enough, but they decided to jump on it.
2: Um, I-, I just hate the fact that Saban thinks he invented the thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, It'd be like if you were making a detective noir game, mm-hmm. and the guy that made Double Indemnity tried to sue you. That's yeah. That's really <laughs> that's a, that's a weird uh, that's, metaphor, but, but, but it, it works. It works in this case. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, that's yeah. The, that's the anyway, end that's, of your podcast within a podcast. That's it. That's go the go end power of it. Podcast. Yeah. So, uh, so
2: check us uh, every every week at you know uh, Go Go Power Podcast. Never. <laughs>
0: yeah. <right. laughs> dot dot never <laughs> dot never. Yep. Anyway, let's get into our last news topic, and this is a real quick one. I guess DC um, their television section of their entertainment. The good one. The good, the good portion of it is uh, starting up an app to do uh, smaller form series and things like that. And one of the major, as as well as air old episodes of like Flash and Arrow and stuff like that. And I guess the uh, first major series that is going to be produced exclusively through the DC Universe app is a uh, series based on the character Swamp Thing, which is really cool. I love Swamp Thing. Yeah, Um, I like Swamp Thing. He's cool.
3: He's a good swamp boy.
0: Yeah. He is. He is being. The series is being um, spearheaded by James Wan, who is the guy who has been behind uh, behind the Aquaman movie, which is coming ah. up. He's also done a lot of. He's done the Stinky sp- Ocean Boy. Let's see. Saw in two thousand four. He's Ugh. done a bunch of other. Well, actually, you know what? If the original Saw is a good movie, uh, let's see some of the major things he's done is um, the Conjuring, uh, the original Saw, Fur- Furious Seven. <laughs> and he's directing aquaman so he he knows how to do action he knows how to do horror swamp thing is more of a horror story than it is like an action superhero yeah. movie if you do it right so and swamp thing has been done multiple times kind live of action it's a body
1: horror thing a
0: little bit yeah was it john carpenter no it couldn't have been carpenter someone did uh, swamp thing someone important did swamp thing too because he's he's already had a couple of live-action films, and he's also had a TV series, if I remember correctly. Wes Craven did the first Uh, uh, Swamp Thing movie. Yes, that's what it is. And um, the return of Swamp Thing was done by Jim Wynarski. Okay, well, that one's not so great. Can you imagine a David Cronenberg uh, Swamp Thing? Oh, that would be so weird and (laughs) great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Swamp Thing can be done live-action. I think it's a really compelling story. It wouldn't require a lot of action, but... You know, in bits, it would be great, and it's one of those where you can introduce the characters, but never actually see Swamp Thing until like three quarters of the way into the series, because you know he's a monster. You just kind of hear, "Oh no, something's happening over here." You know,
1: he's the goopy green man. Yeah,
0: exactly. So uh, I'm excited for it. I as long as they don't charge for the DC Universe app. I'm definitely going to be into it. There's no word on whether it's actually going to be a pay-for app or yeah, not. Yeah,
1: yeah. I so. have a sneaking suspicion uh-huh. that it will be. It'll probably. be like that CBS All Access.
0: Yeah, See, probably.
2: I thought, because the thing is, though, like, CW Seed is free, though. True. Hmm. So, True. I mean, and that's the it has all the DC TV ser- series right now anyway. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
4: Just throw some ads on there, make it free. Come well, yeah. My, yeah. Mine,
2: mine is, I think, Krypton, because I think Krypton's on Sci-Fi. Yeah,
0: it is. Well, Krypton sucks so. yeah
2: and gotham's on fox and, and it sucks, sucks. <laughs>
0: so, yeah but uh but no i'm into it i'm excited for it uh do you guys have any other thoughts about it before we wrap the show i don't know i like something
1: and it, there's no reason why it,
0: it wouldn't be, work
2: it'd be <laughs> nice to see more with him because mm-hmm. the most recent thing in media other than comics that i can think of they was in he was in that really bad um batman, batman harley, harley quinn. quinn movie yeah yeah for 30 seconds.
0: Yeah. Although, you know, he has been getting a lot of play lately. The Justice League action cartoon. Oh yeah, has Mark he's Hamill Swamp Mark in. Hamill Swamp Thing, which has been great. He popped, He was front and center in that T-Titans go to the movies trailer. Did you notice that? Any of the crowd shots? Like, I didn't it's see like it. was like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, like when they're all getting mind wiped at that one shot. It's like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman were like right there in the front line, but like line, line up right behind him, Swamp Something. Thing's like right there because he's mm. so visually interesting. I think. Hmm. So, yeah,
2: I'm in. Oh, man. Speaking of, like, DC TV series, do you Mm -hmm. see, like, the amount of, like, hate the internet gave those, like, candid shots from the Titan set?
0: Oh, yeah, well.
2: Like, people flipping out?
0: People are not going to be happy about those. Um, (coughs) They made some changes to Starfire that a certain uh, group of people are not going to be happy with. I don't want to get into it because did they put
1: clothes on her?
0: They put clothes on her. She's also not orange.
1: Oh well, she should be orange. Yeah. Let's <laughs> just well, she's, she's well here here here's this. Oh. Yeah. Well, here's
2: and, that, the f- and that's the problem people are having. And oh. Beast Boy wasn't green, but anyway. But here's the thing: these were just like shots from the set. These weren't like professional shots.
0: Oh, yeah, it, no, it was there's free pre before... CG. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. sure that I'm so sure there be... will
2: be touch ups done to maybe make her have a more orange glow or know, things like that.
0: Or for that matter, she could they could give her like a throwaway power like oh hey i look human i can give i can one of my abilities is i can blend into whatever environment that i land on because i'm from a warrior race like miss
1: like miss martian
0: (laughs) kind of like miss martian i can you know blend in and make my orange glow less orangey in it and underneath i'm black that's fine whatever that's cool but there's a certain number of people that are unhappy about that and that sucks yeah it just sucks
2: at least robin looks cool yeah like the one picture i saw of robin I'm like okay although that's although he's
0: not going to look like that through the series i guess from the beginning of season one to the end he has a slow transition from robin to nightwing mm. like halfway through the season he's going to become he's going to take the mantle nightwing and divorce himself from like the batman that's because. fine i like nightwing i
2: like nightwing too
0: yeah so anyway um that has been the show thank you all for tuning in you can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com.
2: you can also find us on most forms of social media because i know you do Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram. We're there.
4: You can email us at staff You Ask can.
2: questions. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And we'll answer them on the show we did last time. We did. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Nerd Overload TV. That's right. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and now
0: Spotify. Yeah. Officially, we've made it, you we're, guys. We're good enough for Spotify. We're good enough for Spotify. this That's kind of a big deal. It really kind of is, because they have to handpick
1: the shows to to put on their networks. So, like, (laughs) somebody at Spotify went, this is not terrible. You know what? I'll take it. I'm okay with that.
2: Hey, not terrible. Spotify 2018.
0: But listen, any different avenue that people can use to get to our show easier, I'm all for. So check us out anywhere. Do a search for Nerd Overload. You'll be able to find it. Um, Again, that's been the show. Thank you very much for tuning in. And we will be back next week. Peace out.